With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now, you've found it. This is Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world, with your host, Alan Smith, a veteran of OTR trucking, business entrepreneur, and the most recognized name for assisting CDL students and new graduates. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Truth About Trucking Live begins right now. Hey, and we actually have audio this week. I can't believe it. It's, <clears throat> last week we had a little trouble with the audio, but it's working again. So welcome back to the show. Today is Thursday, August 8th, 2013. Truth About Trucking Live and Blog Talk Radio. And I'm Alan Smith along with Donna, and we are going to just open up the lines again for this evening and let you decide where this show takes us. It's our open forum, and uh, we never really know where we're going to go. We just talk about anything and everything all about trucking. If you have anything, uh, any service or a business or any information you'd just like to share and talk and help, we will help get it out there throughout the social media realm. So that's what we're going to do this evening. And Donna, you are... um, you were just uh, typing away over there. What? <laughs> what is it that you're always well, typing? I know. Well, you know, everybody knows. You know, the if you're going to put anything out uh, of value, you have to get it out on social media. And I'll tell you what, it, it's it's a full time job. This social media thing. Um, it, it's just an ongoing process, and I'm constantly typing, putting links out, and you know, information, and then people are coming in on the chat room and uh, wanting to talk, and they're always asking me, you know, is this Alan or Donna? Well, our desks are like, you know, 10 feet apart, so I usually just say, well, it's both of us because we're right here, and Alan's usually doing something on his end, and he doesn't always see the instant messages fly up on uh, on the notifications on Facebook. So then I have to turn around and say, okay, this person wants to know this, and, you know, what's the answer? And it's kind of fun, actually. We have a good time doing it all. But uh, anyway, I guess to answer your question, you know, what am I always typing? I'm I'm just always typing something half the time, you know. It's just an ongoing process. You're always blabbing over there. 
Yeah, well, you know, a lot of people, you know, try to get us on, on the chat, and we do keep it open, but it gets crazy sometimes because, like, there's, like, nine different windows open, and <laughs> then you'll be, you know, answering one person, and you put it in the wrong block, and you have to, you know, go back and forth. It's kind of comical, actually, so... uh well, we go back and forth. If you're on Facebook, I'm on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, I'm on LinkedIn. If you're on LinkedIn, I'm on Facebook. So the answer to the question is really it, it can be either one of us at any given moment. Well, I, I tell you, it, social media is just um, it's just a, a, a it's a tremendous tool, uh, but you really you really have to to keep up on it and and it it's just takes a lot of time and. Um, you it's know, all about relationships. You know, sometimes we all we talk about maybe ten percent or less of truckers are on social media. Are you seeing any signs of that uh, reaching any kind of growth? Um, with, with the truckers? Yeah. Oh, I think I think uh, it's a huge growth. Um, you know, people are are just you know they love the idea of being involved, joining groups. The amount of groups that have that we get invited to. And while we're on that topic, we just can't get into all the groups. I mean, if we had to converse in every single group, um, we'd never get any work done. I'd never get any work done here. And, uh, you know, it, it yeah, it, it's a tremendous uh, growth for the drivers, and they all have their little specialized groups and their conversations and their interests and it's really it's really a wonderful thing to see but like i said boy it takes it takes a lot of uh effort to stay in touch with everybody and we really do try to stay in touch with everybody but sometimes you know it's just it's just crazy well listen we're going to have an open forum again like i was saying and welcome to the uh, guest and uh, people in the chat callers and listeners online welcome to the show and see uh, maso7 in there going to give a shout out to her and you know, she's always there listening, but she never calls in about trucking. I wonder why. I don't know. It, it says it's been surprising me for about three years now. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask her about that. So, all right, we will get this show rolling. Texas, North Dakota coming up first, and we will be right back with this open forum this evening on Truth About Trucking Live. So hang with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Alan Smith. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here with Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, you make the monthly payment, and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end, and secondly, the truck is yours, not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, do it the right way. Do it the best way. Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 866-512-5685. That's LoneMountainTruck.com. 
and be sure to tell them that you heard about them on Truth About Trucking Live. Hey, thanks again for listening to Truth About Trucking Live, and I want to tell you about XRS Corporation and how they're leading the way for the industry's mobile technology. XRS puts the power to improve every aspect of trucking in the hands of the ones who matter the most, the drivers. Named to honor the natural evolution of Zada, their previous name, and Road Science, their ongoing business focus, XRS is a company and a breakthrough mobile technology platform dedicated to alleviating the increasing demands on drivers drivers, owner-operators, and fleet managers. XRS is leading the trucking industry's migration to mobile devices for collecting and analyzing compliance and management data. Through XRS, fleet managers, owners, and drivers can collect, sort, view, and analyze data to help lower costs, increase safety, attain compliance with governmental regulations, and improve customer satisfaction all through their mobile devices. Their simple plug-and-play solution eliminates costly equipment purchases, installation, and training by delivering intuitive cloud-based technology built directly through all major wireless carriers to virtually any mobile device. For more information, visit them at xrscorp.com, and you can also find them on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. XRS Corporation, dedicated to making the life of the driver easier. Learn more about their breakthrough mobile technology platform. Check them out at xrscorp.com. This is Truth About Trucking Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at truthabouttrucking.com. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the show, Open Forum tonight. We'll just take the callers uh, in the order that they came in. Texas, North Dakota, Georgia, Missouri are up first, and Donna's whispering in my ear that uh, Georgia and Missouri are together. We'll start with Texas. Uh, First one up, area code uh, 210. Go ahead. Welcome to the show. Good evening, Jeff. How are you doing? Hey, Jeff. Good. How are you, Ben? How are you doing, Jeff? How are you doing, Donna? Anyway, uh, in there. Okay, I guess you guys can hear me. Okay, um, if you want to go ahead and bring in, can you bring in uh, North Dakota? That's going to probably be Debbie because I would like to have her on the air to discuss what uh, what I want to talk about too. And then I'll let her uh, talk about her deal after I get done. Okay, we'll bring Deb on from North Dakota, area code seven zero one. Deb, welcome to the show. Hi, Alan. Hey, Deb. Okay. Hey, Y'all are both on, so where are you going to take us? Yeah, what I want to talk about first is, uh, anyway, some of you people might be familiar with the Ride Roll page. We actually, uh, Debbie and I have uh, had to create a new page uh, in order to uh, stimulate more activity in the group as well as uh, make it easier for everybody to interact with one another. And uh, before I really get into that, one thing I want to stress to drivers out there, whether you're a newbie or somebody that's not here for a while, our health is a major concern whether or not there's any regulations involved. We uh, have to focus on our quality of life out here and also uh, think about uh, think long-term about our retirement, what kind of quality of life we're going to have when it comes time to retire. Do we want to actually be out there enjoying uh, time with our family on the beach or be laid up in a nursing home 
the choices we make now are going to be what's going to uh, plot that course in the future. So it's just us to get on the ball and take care of ourselves. And there's a lot of uh, trucking fitness oriented groups out there called, uh, one called Trucking Runners, for instance. Uh, if you still like to run, that's a very good one to get involved in. And then we have a Rod Roll, which is actually the group that Debbie and I and also Scott's parents have founded that teaches drivers how to carry a bicycle in their trucks and uh, how to find places to ride out here on the road. I mean, Scott's been uh, working on our website, building a good interactive map where people can find places all over the country to ride. And uh, I just want to thank Debbie and Scott for all their hard work over this past week getting the uh, Facebook page changed over to the new site. So uh, if you're already on the old Ride Roll page, Try to find the new one, uh, Ride and Roll Cycling on the Road, and uh, come on in and join us. And uh, there's a lot of quick knowledge here for everybody. So, uh, yeah, Debbie, is there anything you wanted to put out there about that yourself? No, just that uh, the old Ride and Roll page does have the link to the new page on it. Well, here, I'm going to go on there now. Ride. And okay. Let me see here. The old oh, one was oh. actually a Facebook page. The new one is a Facebook group. Okay, let me let me go in here so I can post it. Are you in the chat room? No, I'm driving. <laughs> oh. I'm driving too. Sorry about that. Okay, so the the I see both of them came up. So the the nonprofit is a um. It's the old one. A, that's the old. You don't want to. You want the new one up there. Right. Yeah, the new page. New page is the one we're uh, using now. So uh, whenever you open it okay. up, you'll see two bikes. Two bikes on a seawall with the sun in the background. I see it. Okay, ride and roll. You know, it's funny. I was telling you, Jeff, the other day, um, I really do want to get a bike. Um, it's been on my mind for a while. It's just a matter of going out and getting it. I think okay. it might help me. I, I read somewhere. Um, I don't. I can't tell you where because I read so much. And, um, you know, with the, with the Crohn's disease. And it said that... Um, Exercise actually um, helps helps it. So, which I think exercise helps pretty much everything. And it I does. thought, wow, yeah. So um, that, along with you know diet and a whole list of other things, which which I have to tell you, I'm, you know, pretty good about. And um, anyway, so I really think I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and get it. They have a little um, used car, uh, bike place down on uh, 41 here in Florida. And they got some really nice bikes, so I think I'm going to head down in there and, and get one. Yeah, that's the best way to go is go with a uh, bike shop, get a uh, bike. I mean, especially if you're going to go find a good used one or whatever, you can probably find a really good uh, good quality bike that's been taken care of. And uh, they're probably uh, keeping many miles from Joel riding for a long period of time. I mean, uh, I tell a lot of people all the time, if you're going to go buy a bike, Hey, a lot of people go to Walmart and just buy one to get started. I mean, that's a good way to get going if you want to see whether or not you're really committed to it. But then again, uh, you can basically pay about the same amount of money for a good used bike at a bike shop that is actually better built and will last you a lot longer. Not mention they'll uh, get you fitted for the bike, make sure everything's adjusted to where it's going to uh, contour to your body whenever you're riding it. Everything else. Hey, I mean, it- Debbie, not the- okay, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to ask you a question. I was just going to ask you, when I was a a kid, um, I remember Schwinn was like, you know, the big name. Is that still out there? Schwinn is still out there. Schwinn is still out there, but I mean, they're they're an okay brand, but I mean, there is a lot better uh, 
grants out there and everything. I mean, uh, you can go a little bit higher in like Cannondale or a mongoose. Uh, some of your mongoose are pretty high end, but they're not very expensive. And then uh, Shrek is a good brand for the money, too. My, uh, if you look, if you scroll down the rod roll page, you'll see a picture of uh, me and my uh, Shrek road bike along the seawall in Key West. It's in there. We're wearing a uh, red, white, and blue Texas uniform, actually. Okay, oh. I'm looking on there. All right, well, I got it posted in the chat room. I know you guys can't see it, um, but it's it's on there, and we can share okay. the link. Share the link on our page here. There you go. Booth. Okay, just send a request. Yeah. Where are you calling in from, Jeff? Right now, I'm in uh, I-70, Missouri, just west of Columbia, and thankfully, it's not flooding here like it's on 44. Uh, how about how about you, Deb? Deb, where are you calling in from? The middle of nowhere, North Dakota. <laughs> oh, you're in North Dakota. <laughs> now you carry a bike with you too, Deb? Yes, I do. And Don, if you want to see my bike, it, if you scroll down to the beginning of the page, which isn't too far down there because I just started it, you'll see a picture of my bike. Um, and this is on that. Uh, well, see, I didn't get accepted to the group yet, so I can't see anything. You should be able to see everything on there. You just can't comment on anything. Um, let me see. Nope. Uh-uh. The settings must be that you can only see it when you're, because uh, it says it's a closed group. So huh. I sent in the re. Yeah. Okay. I mean, some people set it up that way. You know, they don't want people to see what they're doing if, if they're not a member. No. We want people to see what we're doing. We just didn't want everybody to be able to add everybody because eventually that gets where you start getting spammed and you get people. This is a group for cyclists, for people who are interested in riding a bike, want to ask questions about it. We don't want this to become a group uh, where people come in and they post pictures of truck accidents or anything like that. That's not what this is about. There's other pages for that. Okay. Actually, I'm I'm adding you right now, uh, Alan and Donna. So you should, if you you refresh your page, you should be able to go in there and look around. Oh, okay. You know, I'm seeing more and more bikes on the back of trucks. I mean, you know, we we had a little long stretch there where we were delving into a the trucker health quite a bit, and then we kind of slacked off and got into other things. But it still isn't an important issue, you know. I mean, the, they have to take accountability for that, and uh, some of these regulations are pointing more and more to health of the driver too, like sleep apnea and all this kind of thing. So it's still a very important issue that truckers need to take to heart, and and um, you know that health can pop up on you pretty bad, and you can lose your CDL, and so it's it's an important topic to to keep out there on the social media. Well, it really is, and I've mentioned it. Uh, you know, you feel better about yourself. You're a more productive person when you're healthy, too. I mean, when you're in uh, better physical condition, you have improved uh, stamina on the road, you're more alert. And, uh, of course, if something happens uh, where you might need to uh, take care of business and take care of yourself, you'll have the ability to do just that, not to mention, uh, I mean, just uh, you know, all around better health. You have uh, a lot more confidence when you go in and take your DOT physical and things of that nature, and then... Uh, like I mentioned earlier, I mean, uh, a lot of these drivers, when they retire, they don't live, if they make it to retirement, they don't live very long past retirement due to their health issues. And uh, personally, myself, I mean, Debbie and I have already figured out to where when we do retire, 
we might be able to do what we want to do instead of uh, have to be stuck up in nursing home somewhere just living on our final day. We look forward to enjoying life after retirement, and that's what we're uh, working towards is uh, that enjoyment and also uh, just sort of take care of our overall health. Right. No, it, it's true. And <clears throat> I tell you, I've been coming, becoming more and more uh, involved with the health aspect and, you know, I'm on the forums a lot. Like I said, I do a lot of research. A lot of my research is about um, autoimmune diseases, not just mine, but all the other ones. And um, exercise is really very important for everybody who has who has these um, these autoimmune diseases that have quickly come uh, on the incline in our country. So uh, I just think it's it's really important. And of course, I I remember when I was a kid that that freedom you feel on a bike. Um, it was just such yeah. a great feeling, you know. I, I I lived in Yonkers, New York, and if you've ever been there, um, you would know that it's it's almost like San Francisco. It's got so many hills. Oh yeah. And I I mean, and you know, growing up with something, you don't think of oh, I live in a hilly place. You you just assume that every city in the country looks like this with all these big hills. But exactly. going back there. And looking at those hills I used to ride down on my bike, I mean, I'd be scared to death now to do anything like that. And I used to have my cousin riding on the back. <laughs> well, I mean, it's uh, I've ridden a lot of, uh, I rode a lot when I was younger, too, and everything like you're talking about. And, I mean, of course, uh, I think uh, Debbie actually has a very good description of her first ride on a uh, bicycle after being off one for so many years uh, back when we, now, within a few months after we first met and everything, she went out and got a bike and bought all the gear and everything else. And uh, she's got a very good story to tell about that sense of freedom that she uh, felt when she got on that bike and rode away from her truck and was gone for a while. Uh, Daddy, well, how about you? Uh, how about that? Do you want to talk to them about it? Well, it's it's not just for our health. It's there's other aspects of health involved in it. Number one, it's a great stress reliever. You've had a bad day, and you get somewhere, you get that bike out, you ride it. Like you said, Donna, it takes you back. You know, it gives you that sense of freedom and that sense of no worries. You know, you're mm-hmm. out there on a bike, and mm-hmm. you're just enjoying yourself. You know, the other thing, too, is you're not tied to a truck stop. I mean, I was tied in York, Nebraska. Now, I normally never stay at a truck stop, no matter what. I got stuck at York, Nebraska this weekend last weekend and I was doing my laundry one day and then I went in the next day and I swear to God it was the same people still sitting in that TV room and I was like why are you people in here it's a beautiful day outside I got my bike out Sunday morning went and rode downtown York Nebraska got to meet up with some locals and visit with them and it's it's a beautiful old city you know and I wasn't tied to that truck stop and I feel I actually pity these people that's sitting mm-hmm. there, and you walk in, and they're sitting in the TV room, or they're sitting in the game room, putting quarter after quarter into a slot machine. You know, there is so much more out here than the truck stop itself. There's a whole different world out there once you get away from the truck stops, and also, as Debbie and I like to do whenever we take any kind of time off, we just like to get away from uh, trucking in general, and uh, so... Uh, it just gives you a different feeling of freedom. I mean, one thing I like to do is I'll map out a restaurant that may be in the area, 
And they'll get on my bike and sometimes ride 25 miles out to eat. And if I'm going to be parked for the night and not going anywhere until the next morning, I might even stop at a bar on the way back and have a beer and get back to the truck. And just uh, it just gives you a good escape from the job. I mean, uh, there's times when you have to get away from the truck and the trucking environment. And when not, uh, we're out here on the road, that bike gives us the ability to do just that. I mean, it's uh, it, there's not too many people I know that would be able to actually carry a car in their truck unless they haul cars for a living, but at least... In this case, we can actually get the bike out, and we have to open it free. We get to a lot of places that you can't get to with the truck. I mean, for example, if you've got to go to the pharmacy, get your prescriptions filled, and there's not enough room in the parking lot, guess what? That bike will get you over there, and it will get you in shape, not to mention it's uh, very enjoyable, too. I mean, I like to put my iPod on and uh, crank up some music and get out there and do a, uh, a good long ride, you know, and just get an adrenaline rush going, especially if I'm – going to get out there and lay out, lay out about a 40-mile ride sometimes. I mean, I like to sometimes park in uh, Georgia down there. Uh, let's see that town where that Petra was down in South Georgia off 95. Yeah. Exactly. I like to get there, and uh, sometimes I ride my bike out to the uh, coast and uh, get to see, take in some scenery out there. I mean, just it gives you, you get to go out and play tourists and everything. I mean, it's a nice thing to do to get out and uh get to see what's around you. I mean, uh, instead of just being cooped up in the truck and the truck stop, I mean, uh, I, I get claustrophobic if I have to stay in my truck too long. I like the idea of uh, being able to get out. Sure. Sure. I know I would. I'd be I'd be a basket case. <laughs> <laughs> Worse than I am. <laughs> All right. Well, sounds good. So like, so a new, like. a new rock. Oh, go ahead, Deb. I was going to say, Donna, if you did get a bike, just don't feel that you have to go very far. Just, mm-hmm. you know, start out going around the block. You know, right, just right. Remember, you're not a little kid anymore, and trust me, your butt is going to tell you this. Yeah, well, I bet. Well, one thing I recommend to a lot of anybody out there that's going to get a bike, uh, get a heart rate monitor and, uh, get, and and talk to your doctor and find out what your uh, heart rate is supposed to be when you're uh, exerting your stuff, uh, what range you want to keep it in when you're exercising. My heart rate, the last time I went to the doctor, my my pressure was, Alan, do you remember? It was so low, and my heart rate rate was 52, wow. and my pressure was like 90 over 50 oh, wow. or I, some, you know, just ridiculously. But, I mean, they said it was okay. They said I was fine. So, um I don't know. Your doctor will also be able to tell you how far you should be able to start and go. You should, anytime you start any kind of physical fitness program, especially one that's going to involve increasing your heart rate, you should always talk to your doctor first, always. Exactly. exactly. I mean, I found out that when I'm riding my bike, I mean, he doesn't want my heart rate to go above uh, 170, but thankfully whenever I did a treadmill stress test on my heart a few years back, it didn't even go above uh 168 while I was running on the treadmill. It never went any higher than that. So, uh, you know, that's a good thing to do. Just kind of keep an eye on your heart rate. And uh, like Debbie says, don't push yourself very far. If you get about one or two miles in uh, during the uh, first time you ride your bike or during the first week that you have it, I mean, there's people like myself who are capable of doing 40 and 50 mile rides. But you know what? It took us a while to get to that level. So, I mean, you don't want to. I think you're going to be Lance Armstrong right out of the gate as soon as you get a bike thing. And I, or I should say a professional cyclist right off the bat. I shouldn't say Lance Armstrong because I don't agree with what he did. So I was just using yeah. as an example of a, uh, a very, uh, very fit rider, which I know I'm not anywhere near that level myself. 
Well, <clears throat> higher level than me. I don't know if I could even do three miles. But it it well, is a good idea, though, and I'm seeing more and more of them back on the truck. So you all have a new ride and roll page, Don, and you got that up, right? I've, yeah, I put it up in the chat room, and I shared it on our page. Okay. Well, sounds good. It's a good reminder, uh, Jeff and Deb. Appreciate you all calling in. Be safe out there. All right, we'll do it, Jeff. Thanks a lot. You guys have a great evening. We'll talk soon. Okay, you going to hang on? Yeah, I'll be yeah, I'm going to listen to the show. Go ahead. Okay. All right. All right. Be careful out there, and we'll go to uh, Georgia and Missouri, and then we'll go to Vermont, just taking them in order. Donna, you said Georgia and Missouri together, right? Um, I don't know what the numbers are, 417 and 912. Yeah, that's the same. So let's go to Georgia, nine one area code 912. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. And four one seven, I think that's James. Okay, Next. let me get let me pull up uh, area code Missouri four one seven. Uh, is this James? Top of the day to you, Alan Smith. <laughs> hey, how you doing? And uh, how you doing, Donna? I'm, I'm good. And who's on uh, Georgia nine one two, Donna? Let's see. Um, why don't you introduce yeah, yourself well, and tell us why you're on the call, and your, I'll let you t- do all the talking. Yeah, what's your first name, Georgia, 912? Um, my name is Jeremiah. Jeremiah, okay, good. Okay, well, we've got you and uh, Missouri together, so where do you want to take us this evening on this open forum? Well, Mr. Allen, I think I'm going to take hold of the rounds for just a moment, if you don't mind. And we'll, no, we'll go ahead. I'll remind you of the days of Red Savine. Okay. You guys know that I'm, I work with childhood cancer and helping awareness and bringing as much help to dire situations when we can. And what we've got here is Jeremiah being the father of a very precious dear child that's only 18 months old. And two oh, weeks wow. after her first birthday, she was died. She began a, a journey that most of us would hate to even dream about. This child was diagnosed just a couple of weeks after her first birthday with what they call JMML leukemia, which is the rarest type of leukemia in history. And wow. this child, I mean, she's so precious, but she's, I mean, she's going through so much. You know, it's a shame. So many people in her own community did not even realize the situation of the daughter. But I believe now things are starting to come around. We've got a gospel thing happening uh, at a local church. I'm having a big fundraiser up here in September for the JoJo Bear Foundation, which young Emma Grace, the child we're speaking of, is the Georgia spokesperson for the JoJo Bear Foundation. They found out about this child's situation, and the JoJo bear immediately overnight shipped a teddy bear, which turned out to be a Aww. stuffed kangaroo, and it has now become Emma Grace's, one of her best friends. She takes it everywhere. So I guess you can mm-hmm. kind of see where we're going with the operation JoJo bear, Emma Grace. Mm-hmm. This child is in a situation that she's fixing to have to have a bone marrow transplant and I guess the reason why I'm on the show is because I know the outreach I have listened to you guys in LA in Portland Maine and even as far as Homestead Florida so I know you've got exposure this child 
the insurance has just denied her of a very crucial procedure. And basically, I'm I'm looking to do fundraisers in any way, shape, or form to help accommodate and facilitate the situation to get this child took care of. And the parent can answer any questions as far as uh, the PayPal or ways that any donations could be made. But morally... Well, yeah, I'd like to ask, uh, it's Jeremiah, right? Yes, ma'am. Hi, this is Donna. Um, I'm I'm just totally blown away that the insurance um, refused. Did they give you a reason? Um, what they refused is actually um, a testing procedure to test um, her possible donors. They're, um, oh. They sent us okay. a letter that claimed that it wasn't medically necessary for her to be tested. They want her to have a bone marrow evaluation. She can't have an evaluation until she does these tests. Now, wow. with a normal transplant, such as a kidney or something, there's only one way to do a transplant like that. It comes from a donor. There's about five or six different ways to get bone marrow. You can do it from an umbilical cord. Um, you can take your own bone marrow and put it back into your body, which, of course, isn't a possibility for her. Or you can get it from an unrelated donor or a related donor. And none of her family was a match, so it will be coming from an unrelated donor or possibly from an umbilical cord. But because okay. there's so many options, it's not a typical transplant, so you can't do an evaluation until you do the test. Oh, wow. I'm surprised they, they did that. That's well, horrible. It's, it's all the red tape you have to go through. Well, let's take a uh, somewhat negative and make it a positive. So how how can we help? Is there Do you all have a, uh, a, a website link or anywhere anybody can go to get more information? Or tell us what tell us what we can do to help. Emma actually has her very own um, Facebook page and a like page on Facebook. I know. Um, I just posted that link in the chat room. Okay. And what is the link? I mean, Facebook.com forward slash? Uh, hope, um, hope for Emma Grace. It's Facebook.com Hope for Emma Grace. It has 198 likes. Okay, and spell it. Emma is E-M-M-A? Yes. Grace, G-R-A-C-E? Uh-huh. Okay, that's the Facebook page. And they, they can go there and like, and then they is that, uh, I can't see it from here. Can they also donate, or help? how can they help? Is there, yes. I don't see any kind of... Uh... So how how can we help, Jeremiah? Or... I'm currently working on the PayPal situation i'm not okay. very good with computers um i do have a paypal account it's the problem is getting the donate button onto her page i have no idea how to do that well i bet you james can help you i think he's pretty good at well, it people can send through paypal all they need is the email address correct donna yeah, they just send money and Okay, so Jeremiah, you want to give your uh, are you comfortable giving your email address out that, for the PayPal? For the PayPal? Um yeah, yeah, I am. 
Okay, what is that? That would be overstreet.nicole at gmail.com. Overstreet.nicole, and I'm assuming M-N-I-C-O-L-E? Yes, sir. Okay, overstreet.nicole at gmail.com? Yes, sir. Okay, so people can go on PayPal and send money to that email address. And um, uh, Donna, that's James on 417, correct? Yes. Yeah, James. And James, it doesn't really matter. I mean, as much as people can afford, even $1 can help, 5 10 20 anything, anything helps. Well, I, like you're dead on the money, Alan. It, it doesn't matter. You know, pennies add up to dollars and dollars up to more. And the, the, the financial situation that's got to be taken care of is a substantial amount. And even with the gospel singing and the poker, poker runs and the bake sales, I'm not going to be able to touch it. So it's going to be the more the better, the less. Is, I mean, it, it don't matter if it's a dollar. Anything more is just that much closer to getting this child taken care of. Okay, and, and Donna, you'll put that up on Facebook and Twitter and tweet it all out and everything? Yeah, I'm going to put it in okay. the chat room now. Okay. And, um, so, do, are what? either of you in the chat room right now? I'm I'm actually on my way home in my pickup, Don. I'm, okay. I'm not. Um, since okay. you guys did did mention the uh, Twitter, let me add to this situation. Um, Emma has a young five-year-old brother that during all the animosity of this, everyone coming to the house, it seems as though they're focusing on Emma. And at times, little Ashton is over here in the corner by himself. And it's gotten to the point that even at times Emma has noticed he's being left out and she'll go to the child. But we said, or the father set up a Twitter account for the child uh, yesterday for a special purpose. But, and that special purpose, that one tweet made this child just have the best time of his life. And the dad told me today that he hadn't seen his child light up like that in so long. And I'm just thinking if you guys, if the dad feels comfortable enough to put the, uh, son's twitter uh name out there maybe some of the truckers the brothers of the road can just twitter this child and continue to uplift him and keep him inspired to just be there for his little sister and his family as well and what's his name um his name is ashton 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 okay and and what's what's that uh twitter account jeremiah it's um Ashton Cole O. Ashton. Ashton Cole, and what was the last one? O. Just the letter O? Yeah, letter O. It'll be a capital A and a capital O. Yep. Okay, Ashton. Because you got to do this direct. Yeah. So it's at Ashton Cole, did you say? C O L E? Yes, ma'am. And then capital O. Okay. All right. Well, I'm writing it all down, and then I'm sure myself or Donna will be blasting it out there for you. We'll do anything anything we can do to help and uh, help Emma and Ashton. I greatly appreciate your time, uh, Alan. Every time we speak, it, it, it always turns out to be blessings just from inspiration. So I definitely appreciate you, my brother. You too, Miss Donna. Thanks, James. Well, you're Thanks. certainly welcome, and uh, 
James or Jeremiah, anything else we can do, just feel free to contact us. But we're going to work on this end and do as much as we can to get that information out there and try do the best we can to get help help coming to uh, to, to both Emma and Ashton. Well, we greatly appreciate everything and anything. Okay, you're welcome. All right. Well, thank- I'm I'm typing all this. If you hear all the clicking, I'm putting it all out in the chat room right now. Okay. All right. Well, James, Jeremiah, thanks for sharing that with us. And like I said, we'll do what we can to help. Thank you so much. God bless. Okay. Thank you. All right. And um, okay, we I have it all down here too, Donna. The uh, the one of the important things. I mean, it's all important, but the major thing here. Let's concentrate on the uh, the PayPal email, you know, mm-hmm. and try to get some donations coming in from everyone out there. Uh, it's always sad to hear. Uh, such a little one like that going through something like that. But, you know, you never give up. Uh, miracles happen, and that's what we're going to be shooting for. So appreciate them sharing that with us. Let's go to next one up. Uh, oh, we have Missouri up there, too. For, next one up is uh, Vermont, uh, area code 802. Welcome to the show. Hi. How you doing, Alan? Donna? I'm good. Who's this? Uh, John from Vermont. Yeah, John, and, what's uh, going on? Where are you going to take us this uh, evening? I listen to you guys quite a bit. I never called in before, but uh, uh, I heard Donna talking about Yonkers. And yeah. I talked to Rochelle 40 years ago. Oh, did you? So, uh, so she spurred my interest a little bit. And, oh, yeah. Uh, she... you mentioned that, then you mentioned twin bicycles, and that was the other thing that got my <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've been to New Rochelle quite a bit. My father yeah. had a store in New Rochelle. Oh, oh yeah? What, what was that? Oh my, Trino Street. It's I don't know why oh, that yeah, just pop- yeah. the, the corner of North <laughs> Avenue. Yeah, yeah. I used to take uh, two buses to get there with my sister. Yeah, I know. I know. Yonkers was the other side of the planet. And if you looked in the show, because there was really no easy way to get to Yonkers from the show. <laughs> no, no major highway. We had to go through a bunch of side streets to get there. So uh, we kind of wrote. Hey, we were you a big ride, Yonkers, New York? So, were you a oh, big yeah. Ryan New York fan? Yes, yeah. Playland? Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Yeah. We're still talking <laughs> about Playland to this day. So not doing too well when they constantly talk about it. But, um, uh, uh, she'll yeah, talk I, about Yonkers forever. Oh, yeah, I could probably go on with her. But, I, 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 you know, whenever somebody mentions something about Westchester County, New York, i got to jump in. <laughs> 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 Anyway, I, you know, I, the, reason, the reason I called in, um, too, was, uh, uh, you know, I've been trucking for a long time, and this industry has really taken a hit over the last 30 years, like every industry in America, just about. And, and I'm just kind of wondering, you know, the truckers have the most power to shut down the country and, and probably bring about change for themselves. Why isn't everybody just jumping on that bandwagon and, and uh, you know, staging a big labor movement. Um, well, the pro- the problem that lies there is uh, you're talking about getting eight to ten million people together for the same cause, and you know that's where the impossibility comes in. I mean, you know, you know very well as I do that that you know shutting down. You know, I I've been hearing that for forty years. It's never happened, but yeah. you know, you have even if a large number dropped off and shut down you you know very well that there's um there's you know <clears throat> there's 
50 waiting in line to jump in the truck and go. So I think it would be extremely difficult, if not impossible, to uh, to get 8 million people together and, and, and do it, you know. And, and you know, I, and I would even hate to see that happen, you know, with what the country's been going through since 08 to shut down and cause that ruckus. So, you know, Donna, I guess we always talk about, you know, even better than that, go through legislation and Congress and and try to do it that way, but it's a uh, it's a it's a very difficult well, it, thing. Right, you know what it is? It's it's frustrating because they put out these uh, comments, you know, proposed rules, and you know, what do you think about this? And here here's the OBRs. Put your comments why you shouldn't have them, and you know, and hours of service. You know, how do you feel about this? And and then you know everything. Even though you put your comments out, and you know, not discouraging people not to do that, but I'm just saying that drivers feel, well, you know, what's the use? Well, if you can't get 500,000 comments, you're not going to get 500,000 people to park their trucks. And it's a matter of taking action a lot of people talk okay yeah let's just park our truck i wonder how many people who say that would actually do it because the other side of that that comes out of their mouth is well i really can't afford to i've got bills to pay and 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 like alan said you know if 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 you park your truck there's going to be 10 other people waiting to take the load okay so it it's really when you have this massive amount of people it's almost impossible. I mean even if you had, you know, 500,000 that would be a a tremendous uh effect. Um but you I don't really believe you would get that many. Um no, they're just, they're just I, 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 I'm sorry. Go ahead. I I mean I I agree with all all that and whatnot and uh uh I guess what I'm getting at is the wages in this country are really kind of taking a hit uh, to over the last 40 years. And we're at the point where, you know, uh, you know, truckers were kind of a, a solid middle-class people, you know, when I was younger and growing up and everything and uh, admired it and whatnot. And through the 70s and the 80s, it, was, it wasn't it was too bad until, uh, you know, deregulation. Uh, we seem to have a future to look forward to with pensions and retirements and health benefits and everything. And, and reasonably decent weeks, and, and the wages were pretty good, you know, back in the early 80s and the uh, 1970s and whatnot. You could make a buck at it. Uh, and, and we just taken it not only in that, but in manufacturing and just about every kind of middle class, uh, you know, what business uh, that uh, you know exists in this country, and we're being replaced with low and lower wage workers and. Uh, and that's true, um, and that is and true. You get foreigners, and you know, I mean, yeah, uh, I, I who mean, will work for less surplus. money? Yeah. And exactly. I mean, I don't know where the bottom is, and and it seems like it's like you said, if uh, if we stop, if the people who have been in the business for a while stop driving, there'll just be somebody right behind them and take a seat, and uh, you know, because uh, there's such a surplus of workers in this country that are looking for jobs. You said the key thing, John. You said a key thing: the pay. And here, here's the thing: the more the um, trucking industry, and this, this is just what I see. And Alan, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is just what I see from what I read. The more 
the trucking industry takes a hit expense-wise. It Mm -hmm. seems that the driver always seems to to have to uh, take a bigger hit. And the the problem with that is they don't make much to begin with. Well, I I know that. I'm dealing with it. (laughs) Yeah. So the, the pay... Is the big is the big deal? It hasn't gone up in twenty years, and yet the right. cost of living has gone right. up tremendously. Exactly. Now, it's, 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 I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, that's no, that's it's fine. Um, the problem is <clears throat> another problem is with always claiming truck driver shortage, and they're always crying. We need more drivers. We need more drivers. What they're really saying is. We need more drivers who will work for peanuts is mm-hmm. is really what they say. And so when the turnover rates go uh you know, are high, ninety eight, hundred, over a hundred percent, and they wonder why, it's it's because of this this low pay. How could anybody and of course, you know, I know Alan, you've talked about this a million times, so you know, I'm just getting on your box here, but um <clears throat> Uh, it's it's a vicious cycle of truck driver shortage. You bring them in, they quit after six months. They realize that you know this isn't what the recruiter see the world and be your own boss and how wonderful it is. And you're you're going to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. I mean, it's just craziness, right? And they realize it and they quit, or else they'll go to another company who has a, a a better spiel going on, right? Mm-hmm. And, oh, I bet you that sounds even better. We go there, and they find out it's the same thing. Then they quit the industry. Then they might come back. So there's this turnover rate, but the the bottom line is the pay just doesn't go up. And until, you know, the the the, the freight rates and, and all that, it, it's the driver that, that takes the hit. So it's really a, it, it's a horrible dilemma, and it's, the way I see it, and Alan, you know, it's getting worse because it's getting worse for trucking. You know, now with the HOS and everything and all the hours and they have to take a hit on that, well, who's going to pay for that, okay? So, I don't know. It's it's just a bad scene, and it's the entire country is, is in a bad way right now, you know, with all the unemployment and um food stamps and all like this it's it's so the whole country is is really in a in a bad spot but drivers really haven't had a pay raise in in 20 years well, well john you know the, you go yeah, ahead go, go ahead i mean i think the president is on the same page that yeah the people are suffering i mean a lot of people are on the same page they've been talking about you know how we're suffering out here for the last 20 30 years and everything and everybody seems to acknowledge it it just seems to get anything done well, don't you think, though, the reason we're suffering is because of the policies? I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's great when people are, you know, empathetic with you, but if if the policies themselves have caused the problem, then I think empathy is the least they can do for us. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. The problem is you can lobby the politicians until you want, but they seem to have to have... Uh, uh, hands in the pockets of the corporations, and the corporations are what are controlling the country. Um, you know, the, the reason that the, the trucking is is downhill is certainly because of the lack of manufacturing in this country, and, and also, you know, the decline in housing now. 
because we don't have any more that easy money uh, that people could borrow during, during the Clinton years and whatnot. I mean, so people just don't have money to put into the economy. And, um, you know, the, the, they, they just keep taking advantage of people and driving down the wages. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to earn a living anymore. And I guess uh, I'm airing my frustration here. But I know I own my own truck, and I go out there, and I work. And, uh, you know, one breakdown, I mean, you could blow your pay for three, four weeks or um you know, you're lucky sometimes to make enough to put food on the table and pay your truck expenses because of the uh, the rates and whatnot. And, and and it's difficult. You put in a lot of hours, and your hours don't, you know, uh, the pay doesn't reflect the amount of time you put into it. And and I don't know how you get the people rally to uh, to try to make uh, Congress listen and say, okay, we got to do something now. But um, I mean, I think that's what it's coming to us. We stand up. Well, you have to motivate people. You have to motivate people, first of all, to work. And right now, right now, unfortunately, um, you know, our country is is in a big entitlement uh, way. And um, you know, what was it I heard today on the news? Some guy, you know, was talking about a job offer he got. And his answer was, "Why should I take that? I I can make just as much just um, just being on unemployment. So as long as you have that, you know, mentality, um, right. and and the, it, it's it's just I don't see it getting better. Um, yeah, I, 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 it's just it's just a huge dilemma, John. You know, and I I honestly don't know. Uh, you know, we try to you know go through senators and Congress, but you know it's also political and the corporations, like you said. And they're still using the um, recession of '08 as a reason and bringing right. in, you know, the lower wages. You know, you know, I was um, I was making more money in the '80s than I am now. So, oh, I, I have which, to this. I'm the same um, I mean, I was making back in the uh, of the '80s about forty thousand dollars a year, thirty-five, forty thousand dollars a year, driving, you know, about sixteen dollars an hour. Uh, maybe late '80s, early '90s. And now you're lucky to see that if you if you on the clock working for somebody. Plus, you know the whole concept of uh, working 40 hours or 45 hours. I mean, we had shorter weeks, uh, you know, regular days, more or less regular days. There was tons of opportunity out there in trucking with all the freight companies, um, you know, that used to exist. Uh, you know, union jobs. Uh, you know, there was a, a good future in trucking. You know, back in the early 80s and the 70s. And it's just not there anymore, and it's really breaking the backs of the people, and and, and you know the people what make the economy. It's uh, if we have money to spend, the economy will pick up, and they're just taking them out of our pockets left and right. And as long uh, as people, as long as there remains this churning of drivers uh, uh, coming out of the schools, and as long as there's that huge influx coming in, you know it's. They're always going to have drivers, and they're and these drivers work for very very low wages. So it's right. the veteran yeah. drivers that are leaving. Uh, on the other side of that coin, there's the risk now of safety uh, because with CSA, as everyone knows, you have to have a a, a good a good score if you're a company. And so that that theory of churning out new drivers, you risk that uh, with poor training that they come out with, 
which right. could mean more accidents, which means their scores go up. So what they really want is veteran skilled, you know, drivers but who will drive for, you know, thirty thirty cents a, a mile, you know, and and you just can't live on it. So well, I think, uh, I think the, it's a it's a big problem. Yeah, it's a big problem. It would be a lot lot lower if uh you know, they uh, raised the wages a little bit because I know a lot of people would be glad to go back to work doing that if uh, there was a living wage associated with the profession and, and perhaps a little bit of better treatment in terms of the hours of service and whatnot because we, uh, you know, you run until you drop in order to make right, a living. Right, right. Well, it's, it's, and, yeah, I mean, uh, we could talk, we could have a whole show on this, you know. No, but, well, you made the kid do it's such a big problem, and John, I, I honestly don't know. I don't know an answer because I mean, they're, the people that are making the regulations and policies and all this. I mean, they're listening to the safety groups and ignoring the drivers. And you know as well as I do, uh, I've heard it many times. You know that a lot of their attitude out there is drivers are a dime a dozen, and uh, in in many cases that's true. So. Uh, you know, I don't know, Donald. Just keep well, as as, plugging along. And and, so, as long as, and, and we've talked about this. So get, invo- get involved with the policy making. You as know? long as there's uh, I, uh, drivers are unskilled labor, th- then they're they're really going to have a difficult time because they don't get you know overtime and all like that. They're unskilled labor, which is a wrong classification because the level of training that uh, is required to be a driver and just the fact that there's all these regulations and safety uh is such an issue right now should even enforce the fact that it takes a tremendous skill but you right. know what that's going to be a big nut to crack yeah well i uh i agree with everything you said i know it's uh, it's a challenge um you know i guess i just want to say that uh, i appreciate what you guys are doing uh which i could be on board more and i hope i can and uh, uh, you know, I think uh, uh, people just got to come together and 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 try to persuade these uh, congressmen that uh, it's time for a change. And uh, I don't know what that's going to take. I mean, I know if, uh, there's a lot of money in the industry to throw around. Uh, we probably buy them, but uh, but that uh, that I don't think is going to happen. But uh, but it, it's well, you know, not the battle. Well, you know, I think uh, we've seen change happen through social media, but the problem there lies again with getting everybody involved. I mean, the FMCSA will put up something where they want to hear from drivers. They want comments, and uh, they may get, you know, out of out of 8 million drivers, they get they get 50 comments, and and 25 of those comments are from the company. So, you know, if the if the drivers aren't going to get involved and because I, I mean, I think they do listen. I, they they read those comments, but they're just not. If if they're only going to get fifty out of eight million drivers, uh, you know, I'm afraid nothing's ever going to change. So it's yeah. it's you involvement, think, you know. You don't ever think the other problem too is is that with the big turnover in drivers. I mean, you have virtually a new generation of drivers that never really experienced what it was like back in the uh, you know good old days. I guess. And uh, at least what I work is the good old days, and and uh, uh, so they don't know what it was like before, and they don't know what it could be, 
if maybe something changed. And and they just want to put up with the status quo because they don't know any any different. And uh, that's a good know, point. I, this I, is this is all they know. And I kind of think you know. I remember when you you, you did the, there was that expose with Dan Rather. I, I kind of wish uh, it could be more uh, documentaries along those lines that uh, would kind of wake people up to what's going on and showing them, you know, what things were like in the past and where we could be if we just. Uh, you know, we're a little more assertive, assertive with, uh, you know, Congress and and whatnot. But I know. Well, uh, I yeah, I th- I think I think that's the best path because a, a a nationwide strike and shutdown is never going to happen, and yeah. so that on that only leads one path, and that path leads to Congress and senators and emails and phone calls and faxes and and getting involved and. Um, but Don and I, we're we're here working. We're working on it, John. You know, I know. I know. <laughs> we can't know. do it. We we can't do it alone. But we're doing what we can. Yeah, but you're doing a good job, and I appreciate it, and we all do. So. Uh, all right. Well, know. listen, I, I I appreciate you listening, and really glad you called in. Call in more when you get a chance. Uh, I will. I appreciate the invitation, and uh, you know, I'll keep listening. Don't worry about that. All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> nice to talk to you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Good night, and be safe out there. And we'll go to uh, Missouri, area code three one four. Go ahead. Thanks for holding. Welcome to the show. Hi, Donna and Alan. It's D. Hey, D. Hey, D. <laughs> Hi, guys. Um, hey. I wanted to call and talk to you guys a little bit. Um, I made my um with this whole Raymond White thing and SRT, and you know. Drivers dying out on well, the road. Well, let, let's everything. back up the and 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 for all okay. that don't know about that, let's just give okay. it a little a background. Okay. You want me to, or are you going to? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, those of you who don't know may know that um, um, I'm one of the admin with Carrie Fisher at Missing Truck Driver Alert Network. We received a call that um. Raymond White, a truck driver for SRT, his girlfriend knew that he something wasn't quite right. So after she contacted his company, they kind of blew her off. Then she got in contact with Kari, and then we got into the mix of it, and we helped. We found him, and he had unfortunately died in his truck. He had a heart attack. So we're going to jump ahead of the rest of the stuff because that's the gist of the story. He died and he he didn't have any insurance to get him home. SRT decided they were not going to help his family get him home. They tried to when the people that cleaned out his truck said that um, to send his belongings home to his family, COD. You know, that's mm-hmm. wrong. It's very wrong. Those of us... And they didn't really have think, the money. And they didn't have the money for funeral arrangements to get him home or to get his belongings, to pay the COD for his belongings. Right. Legally, they were right. And I mm-hmm. understand and I get that. Morally, they were very irresponsible. So, with all of that, I got to call. I called my company. My company takes wonderful care of me, as far as I'm concerned. They they've been very good to me, and very few drivers have many complaints. But 
I called them about my insurance, and I asked them, I said, what happens if I was to die and I'm three states away? Am I covered on any kind of insurance to get me home? And they said no. They didn't, that was not covered. It's no such thing as that being covered. And their policies are much like most of them. Mm-hmm. They did not say that they would not assist my family in getting my body home, but they did would not commit to saying that they would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a kick in my gut, actually, because I thought mm-hmm. I was valued more than that. It woke me up. It truly did. It, they're just going so, by the legal aspect of it. Yes, and I understand that. And I understand there's people out here that will sue you if you kick your big toe and you break it on one of their steer tires just to get a couple thousand dollars out of you. So I understand where they're trying to cover their backsides and other people, you know, working and stuff. I understand Mm -hmm. all that. It -hmm. doesn't make me feel any better for my family or for my brother and sister drivers out here. So Right. So what what did did you do? Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm, I'm curious. I had been thinking about it and had been for quite a while because I'm in my middle 40s, knocking on that 50, getting there pretty quickly. And I was wondering, it prompted me to go out and um, call about some funeral arrangements and start asking questions and stuff because I did not want my kids to be faced with that and my boyfriend, Keith. I, I didn't want them to have to deal with that wondering how I'm going to get home, because I didn't know how I would get home. I mean, I figured somebody would come get me, you know, but I didn't Mm -hmm. know. And we don't have that safety net as drivers. And my loved ones who may be a 1,000 miles away don't need to worry about that. That's not something they should have to worry about. So, like I said, I've been toying with the ideal for a while, and it's something, you know, when our teens, our early teens, we're bulletproof. Nothing's going to happen to us, and we don't have to worry about it. Five years ago, a man that I was very close to passed away, and I thought, well, you know, I need to do that now. He was 39, had an aneurysm, and just died. And out of the blue, he was as healthy as a horse. And I thought, okay. And so then I did my morning thing and all that, and then life got ahead of me. And I never Mm -hmm. did it. We're all Mm -hmm. guilty of that stuff. We don't want to think about it. We don't want to deal with it. So then after we finally got Raymond home, I had made up my mind because that was a very stressful week, not only for me, but a lot of people trying to get raise the money to get him home. I didn't want to have to go and beg my friends and my neighbors. and my, Everybody works that I know. Nobody's mm-hmm. got a whole lot of money. Most of us are comfortable, but we don't have a lot of money to be, you know, throwing out to everybody that, needs a couple bucks here or there, you know? And I'm not saying that those who are asking is wrong. I'm just saying we can't take care of everybody. I wish we could. Right, you have to pick and choose. We can't. So um, I made a phone call and um, was asking some questions, and I buckled down, and I went and made my funeral arrangements. Mm. And it's done. It's taken care of. And I was finding, I found out that, You can do it. I live in the state of Missouri. I live in the suburb of St. Louis. And you can get a basic cremation pack for $1,100. No frills, but you can get it for $1,100 and it's paid for. 
And is what, I, that takes care of your, you know, getting your body back to your family and everything? Uh, yes, that's what I was going to say. So I'm in a different state, and I had that basic thing, and all of my kids or whomever, even you could, Donna, hey, my friend Deanna just died, and she's in Florida. Maybe I came down to visit you. You know, all you have to do is call the St. Louis funeral directors, and they will make arrangements to come get me. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. There's no <clears throat> trying to logistically get somebody's body back. There's no no fuss, no worry. Not I even went so much and paid the thirty dollars for my um, death certificate, so my kids don't even have to worry about that. They don't even have to stand in line to get it. They take care mm-hmm. of that for me. Well, this is the thing just, everybody needs to face sooner or later. You know, like you said, when we're younger, we don't think about that, but. Um, I mean, it's very wise. You know, it's a smart thing you're doing and to take all that worry off of family and friends. And it's it's something we don't like to talk about, but it's something that we really need to face. And, you know, just alleviating that stress from your family and everything, I mean, it's really something everybody needs to do. We've all, I think, I can't speak for everybody, obviously, but I think we've all kind of thought about, oh, we'd like to have this song sung at our service. And, you know, I don't want to be buried in a suit, I want a pair of shorts and a flip-flops. Okay, that's great and fine. Take care of it. Do it yourself. Go down, speak to these people who can walk you through step by step by step and tell you how you what you need to do. The cost mm-hmm. is just, this is awful, but it's like buying a used car. Go and talk to these people. They can walk you through from how much you need all the way down to, you know, you might have went in there for a go and they could talk you into the the grandest, biggest Lamborghini you wanted. And you can have anything you want. It's absolutely amazing. Tell them what you want, and then they can work with you on it. Um, I I paid for mine just shy of $1,500. I'm mm-hmm. going to be cremated. No frills. There will be no bickering with the family or kids. What did she want? Everybody you know, has heard, at least heard, that, well, so-and-so has died, and now the family's fighting because they wanted her to wear the red polka-dotted shirt, and somebody else wanted them to wear the blue one. I have taken mm-hmm. care of everything. They'll be there. All they have to do is call this phone number. They will go get me anywhere in the country and get me home. Yeah, well, I think that's I great, decided. and you're 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 not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for your family. So that's that's the thing. I am, but I like I said, I had a, a friend of mine who died five years ago, and I saw what it did to the family. Well, my grandparents right. died. I saw the bickering there. I don't want that. Right. I've also here's kind of the bad ugly side of it. You know, people die from accidents all the time, and the family goes usually, sometimes, and views the body, and they have to make a decision. Okay, are we going to let her be viewed or are we not? I didn't want my family to have to make that choice. It's already been made for them. I just, I, mm-hmm. I made it, as, it's so much easier for them, I personally feel. And it, it took all the guesswork out. And it was really very economical. Um, I got a price list here for um, a... It, it goes with the funeral home, a vault, cemetery space, to open and close your casket in a single marker. Back in 1985, the cost was $4,551. Now, again, this is in Missouri, guys. 
they're expecting it to be in the year 2030, that same package I just told you. No frills other than just what I told you. That same package is going to be $62,647. Oh, wow. What they're... Yeah, what they're saying is they it's a 6% annual inflation rate every year. Yeah. They're saying now, if their last rate was um, 2010, it's $19,534 then. By 2015, $26,141. You know, it's also a good investment. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I mean, it's something, it's something people got to, I mean, you know, sooner sooner than later. I mean, not just for financial reasons, but it's just something that I, I think is very wise what you're doing. It's something that we all have to face and make plans for, and, and uh, I mean, I applaud you. I think it's great. We're all going to die. Nobody's getting yeah. out alive. And it, you might as well make it easier for your family. We've got I to totally take care agree. Of I totally agree. Well, gr- good information. I'm glad you took care of it, and uh, I-, I think it's just very a very important issue you brought up. Okay. Well, all right. I guess well, that's thank all. you so much for sharing um, that, and let, of course, you know, just give us a little plug for the Missing Truck Driver Alert Network. Um, I know they do a tremendous job. Uh, Kari, Lee, I know you and Beth and Lisa, and if I've forgotten any names, you know, I mean, we put out when we can. Everybody, it's a tremendous joint effort. So um, everybody, if you want to know more about this, uh, just go to www.missingtruckdriver.com, and you can find out how this uh, this service to the Amber Alerts that are put out through social media have helped in the last uh, less than a year, I think, that it's been up. I can't remember when it first went up. Has located, I think, how many drivers, Dee? I'm going to guess 10. Oh, we had nine in July alone. Oh, well, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's it's a lot. I mean, the first month or so, there was a whole bunch. But I'm just saying 10 that the that, that missing has actually helped locate. I mean, there's been a ton of missing ones in general. But. I, uh, I believe Kari said it was like 20 so far. Okay. That oh, well, we that's directly. Wow. tremendous. So as everyone can see, this is this is really needed. And uh, go to the website. Look at the T-shirts. I mean, they're, they're only $10, and they're really, really nice. And it's a way to, to spread awareness uh, for this for this needed service for drivers because I'll tell you what, this is an area where everybody's going to have to work together. So just go to missingtruckdriver.com. Okay, yeah, sounds we're, good. We're, we're also going to be at GATS, too. Oh, that's so, right, um, yeah. Look for Kari, and, um, and we have, have our, our booth. T-shirts will be there. Yeah, okay. we'll be at, we have a booth and everything. So hope to see you all there. Okay. All right. Thanks. Dee. Thanks, Dee. Appreciate it. And uh, it, it is a uh, can be a somewhat depressing thing to talk about, but it's an important thing well, to talk about. And the one thing to learn from that is certainly don't leave it up to the trucking company because we've seen what happened there. Right. And it's not there, <laughs> and they don't have to do it. And that's the thing. There's no that, that, oh, law. Oh, no, there's no. There's nothing legally that they have to do. 
All right, listen, uh, time's winding down here. Got to get a break in. We'll be back to uh, wrap it up on this open forum of Truth About Trucking Live. So hang with us, and we'll be right back. I have a You're listening to Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Alan Smith will be right back. truckers are you looking for deals on trucks trailers parts or equipment or maybe you need to sell something truck related well there's a great spot on the web where truckers deal with other truckers no middlemen involved that's why we call it trucker to trucker.com there's no charge at all for looking and if you want to place an ad for what you're selling it's just 19.95 and it runs till it sells so whether you're buying or selling it's time to log on and take a look trucker to trucker.com check it out that's trucker to trucker.com Hey, everybody. Thanks again for listening to Truth About Trucking Live. And I want to tell you about TCRG Consulting. TCRG is a division of Transportation Compliance Resource Group. And with over 30 years of compliance and regulatory training and consulting, they are the company that can help you from the very startup of your new trucking commercial business to keeping your company compliant and up-to-date on the ever-changing federal motor carrier regulations. Their goal is to help their clients to comply with the FMCSRs. TCRG Consulting makes your DOT compliance easy and understandable, and they work hard to prevent interruption of your daily operation. So if you're having trouble with DOT, just think TCRG. Their services include obtaining DOT numbers, obtaining operating authority, new entrant carrier setup and training, driver qualifications, driver drug and alcohol training, maintenance records, CSA carrier reviews and counseling, data queue filings, plus a whole lot more. Their online special for Drivers and owner-operators is offering a yearly consulting service for only $99. So for $99 a year, you have access to online compliance chat, free telephone consultations up to 15 minutes per call, data queue filings, and you'll be able to keep up with the ever-changing regulations with an expert, not the guy or gal in the truck next to you. So for more information, go to their website at tcrgconsulting.com or email them at regguy at comcast.net. You can get a quote or ask an online question. So remember, if you're having trouble with DOT, just think TCRG. TCRG Consulting, information and assistance to help you comply. Check them out, tcrgconsulting.com. There's a lot of copycats out there, but you know, there's only one. Truth About Trucking Live. Now, back to the show. Okay, Donna, kind of winding it down. You got anything for us? Oh, we got to get off mute. mute. <laughs> uh, hey, okay, there I am with my mute button. I'm back. Um, I just want everybody to know, you know, we had Tony Justice on last week, and, you know, Alan and I were thinking that such a talented, everybody knows Tony um, for his music. Um, I forgot the name. He's going to kill me. The name of his uh Newest one? Of his newest Apple. Uh, Apple Pie Moonshine. Oh, yeah, which is going to be coming out soon. And then he has his uh, record that's a CD that's out at Pilot and TA and Loves um, on the road. Uh, Great songs. If you go to TonyJusticeMusic.com, you can listen to the songs that are on that CD. But we have a thing going 
about calling uh, your favorite radio stations, uh, especially XM Radio, and saying, hey, why aren't we hearing Tony on, on the radio here? You know, I mean, there's like how many millions of drivers, and they're, most of them are, are fans of his, so let's let's hear some of his music. So anyway, uh, our suggestion to everybody, and we put it out on Facebook, is, Give your favorite radio station a call and tell them you want to hear Tony Justice. Uh, the other thing about his uh, Apple Pie Moonshine uh, CD, uh, if you are interested in any kind of advertising for your company before this thing gets uh, totally completed, I know he's recording now in um, studios in Nashville. Uh, if you want your advertisement for your company to be included with this CD, uh, just give Tony uh, uh, a call or an email, actually, uh, or a Facebook shout. Um, he's on Facebook as Tony Justice, so you can look him up there, send him an instant message, or send him an email. And it's simply tony.justice17 at yahoo.com. That's tony.justice17 at yahoo.com. So uh, I know, you know, I would love to have uh, my company inside his CD because this guy's ready to take off, and it's great advertisement. And the other thing is we need to hear more of them on the radio. So let's give them a shout-out and and help them out as much as we can. Uh, The other thing I wanted to mention is um, we did get to see the preview of the uh, Disco- investigation discovery show that was uh, uh, partially filmed at the last year's Truck Driver Social Media Convention. It had some great clips to um, demonstrate the wonderful truckers in this industry. The name of the show was Killer Truckers, and basically what it was about was uh, these serial killers within the industry who have used the 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 benefits of being trans transient and mobile to actually hide their their um their their deviant deeds their criminal activities so <clears throat> the association of truckers within the industry who are so serial killers i think we did the math on it and it came to um 0. 0.007% <clears throat> which means 99.92%, you know, are wonderful people. And the Discovery Channel has shown that aspect of the industry. Uh, when they first asked us if they could film at the convention, it was a little uncomfortable when we knew the the title was Killer Truckers. And then Alan and I both looked at each other and said, "Well, they're going to have, we're going to, they're going to do this regardless." Uh, so why not show the the great people within the trucking industry who actually do wonderful things? So we agreed to have them there. They did a marvelous job. Um, like I said, we got to see it, and I just want to take my hat off to Hope Rivenberg. Hope, um, if you're listening, you did such a fantastic job. Um, anyway, it's August 13th, 10 p.m. on uh um, what is it? Investigation discovery, right, Alan? Right. Uh-huh. Uh, and you don't want to miss it. It is a tremendous show. 
Uh, I just want to tell everybody that's August 13th, 10 p.m. Eastern, and uh, you know you'll you'll learn about how people these serial killers actually uh, get sneak in the industry for the sole purpose of their criminal activity. And that's it, Alan. Um, there's a great post on it too on Ask the Trucker. Alan just posted it today, so you can go to askthetrucker.com and read about it. Yeah, it turned out it turned out well. It's a touchy situation, but I think it was very well balanced, don't you, Donna? Absolutely. And and like we said, they were going to put this out there anyway. Not why not have have the other side of the industry uh displayed. And it was, and they they really did a wonderful job. I mean, the, the fact is there's killers in every profession. And you know, these are these are true facts. So, uh it, I'm glad that they got to put all the things good in the industry that are going on, and we were honored to have them there uh, in uh, at Harris in Kansas City, Missouri last year. So um, I'm looking forward to everybody's feedback. All right, so that will do it. Thanks for uh, the callers, listeners, those in the chat. Appreciate you tuning in. And uh, for Jeremiah and James who called in about little Emma Grace, 18-month-old, with a rare form of leukemia who needs a bone marrow transplant. If you'd like to donate money to little Emma, you can do that via PayPal to the uh, email address overstreet.nicole at gmail.com. So hope you can help out there. So thanks again for tuning in, everyone. Be sure to bookmark us and add us to your favorite. And this is for John in Vermont. So, again, for Truth About Trucking Live, I'm Alan Smith along with Donna Smith. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. It ain't right, man, it sucks When the big old companies make a billion bucks On the backs of the working man Driving trucks and cars it takes 1200 bucks to fill this rig While I'm stuffing the pockets of some big wig He don't care if I've maxed out my credit card The only trick I get for my truck Is the jack in the price when I fill it up It's like pumping my money down an endless hole But what they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll Tell me what they're going to do when the big rigs don't roll. I don't need a college degree to figure out that they're ripping off me. They get a big tax break and all I get is the shaft. Insurance goes up if my credit is down If I sink any lower I'm gonna drown And I ain't getting no help from a bureaucrat, no The only trick I get for my truck Is a jack in the price when I fill it up It's like pumping my money down an endless hole But what they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll Tell me what they're going to do when the big rigs don't roll. If mama hadn't taught me the golden rule, I'd tell
tell those big wigs what to do With the nozzle on the pump where I get my gas But I'm a good boy and I won't do that Get for my truck, get the jacket, the price when I fill it up. It's like pumping my money down an endless hole. What they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll? Tell me what they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.